Today on our show, we're counting on the our top five true spooky encounters. Ooh. Hit it, boy. Speaking of spooky, you all know Stevie can see, right? <laughs> what up, baby? <laughs> Not sure that's spooky as much as you believe a conspiracy theory. He can see. <laughs> Uh, welcome to all the Stevie Wonder fans out there. I think they know too. I think they know. I think they know. <laughs> anyway, I'll start off that in today. Please, go ahead, boy. Welcome to the podcast where we count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And my name is Paul. My name is Wayne. This is episode 426. There we go. And as we mentioned, something of a different slant. We've done conspiracy theories. We did some other stuff earlier. So we're going back down the road of weird things. Yes. And I got to tell you something, folks. All right. So... This show, at least I don't know how Paul's list is, but this is my list, okay? This isn't going to be one of those spooky stories where there's a stinger at the end. Oh my god, the call came from inside the house, or I saw a monster taking a shit in an alley. And the con- It's not that. What, what my list is... What was the stinger at the end of the monster taking a shit in the alley? I actually heard this story about it. Well, look, I, I, if I tell you this story, it's going to be better than any of mine. So we'll, we'll oh, it moving on. <laughs> but here's what it is, all right? For my list, right, I got five stories that happened either directly to me or to very pe- to people very close to me. Ooh, I okay? went to all five in the end. I decided to go with my stories. My, okay, see, that's the thing, though. I'm the guy who... This shit doesn't happen to me, y'all. I ain't never seen a goddamn ghost, mm-hmm. right? Well, by the end of today's episode, you'll find out whether I have or haven't. Okay, good. But, like, there's only one very weird thing that happened to me, and I can't explain it. It's not crazy, like, oh, my God, then the X-Files happened. But it's like, I do. you explain it, because I looked it up, and I can't figure it out, okay? So that's my shit. I don't know if Paul's has some kind of, you know, like, you know, like Paul being the horror guy, he's more receptive to it. Maybe he just sees stuff, or has, or happens, or he attracts it more. theories about things. I, too, have theories. Which we'll discuss. Through the course of today's okay, episode, but I, I will promise you this: I haven't explained everything that's happened to me. So yeah, I, th- good, and that's the there, idea. There is partial explanations. This is some, there, oh, next place. There's, there's always possible, a, possible explanations, and there's a theme to some of my stories, which which you will hear. But the reality is that uh, at least one of them, a hundred percent, like I know what I saw. Yeah, I know. I've got actual physical evidence on my shit. Oh, there you go. All right, well, let's get into it then. On the other side of the segment, which kicks off most every show. This one might be a little less, uh, not this segment, but the whole show might be a little less funny than usual. Well, as uh, good friend Brianna Petty and patron to the show said. Hello, Brianna. Hello, Brianna. She said, we don't need dick jokes every week, Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) That's to Brianna, because I couldn't agree (laughs) anymore. Whereas if there's no dick jokes, I don't really have anything to say. What are we doing What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. I don't understand this podcast. We'll what? see if we can cram one more. 25 <laughs> episodes of dick jokes and now one week of not? I don't know. Doesn't compute. No. Okay. <laughs> recount segment where we're going to do it. Yeah, look. Let's just hit the button. Word. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? The recount where we hear from you, Paulie, what up? That's right. Feedback on recent times. And let's start with the vote from two weeks ago. The worst films we've seen in the eight years of the show. Of the, uh, years of the show. The third part to Eight All the Asses, which was the celebration of eight years of the podcast as well. My God, this was a shellacking. If I got close last week, this is one of the absolute all-time wins for you, Wayne. Hmm. 39 votes to you and your list 
versus eight only to me. Was this the? I didn't even get a. I didn't even get a vote from the voting block guy from last week. So, <laughs> so much for my fucking voting block. What a disappointment. Well, there isn't one either way. But like, yeah, the, there is. <laughs> is this the one where my voice was fucked? Mm, was it the one after? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. It's yep. this one. Yeah, yep. okay. Let's see. Uh, so Chris Sutherland said, Paul putting 18 horror movies on this list made me chuckle. Easy Wayne win. <laughs> George Conway said, Baywatch is a national treasure, Paul. For fuck's sake. This is great that everyone likes Baywatch. Because right? I thought I was the only one who said, no, it was all right. It wasn't the best, but it was all right. Nicholas Haskins, we'll mention him again in a moment. So I maintain that Baywatch is every bit as bad as a TV show on which it was based. And in that regard, it was a remarkable success. It was super dumb. It was everything I hoped it would be. Well, good for you, Nick. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Adelaide Spence said, you're a while for the Hobbs and Shaw hatred. It's mid at worst. Shocks me it's on both lists. Really? Okay. David Power said, voting Wayne because Coming to America is one of the worst films of the last 50 years. Most deaf. Happy Time Murders and Holmes and Watson are fucking tripe. And most importantly, Baywatch and Mother are good films. Yeah. See, that's a... That's a yeah. Your hatred of Baywatch is unfathomable to me. Well, good. I'm glad that you don't understand <laughs> the depth of my hatred for something that's absolute tripe, David. I really am glad. <laughs> Uh, Lloyd Green, I got one vote. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you so much. One of the co-hosts of the Pint of Comics podcast. We're going to mention the Pint, sorry, the Pint podcast. I'll mention them again in just a moment. It's Paul for me because from both lists, the only movie I've seen is Halloween Ends and it sucked balls like big, hairy, sweaty, dripped in acid balls. Oof. And yes, I agree. So well done, Wayne. Smash me again. That's all three weeks. Will you complete the absolute month? Well, why wouldn't you? Won virtually every vote in the history of the universe. As we've said many times, this thing tends to go in runs. Yeah, well, definitely. You are on a big run at the moment. I Wayne, this one. Vote in the yeah. yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> we won't vote for today's show. It's, just, okay. uh, it's a personal experience. Can't, can't do that. Now, uh, I mentioned the pint there. So John, uh, Lloyd actually wasn't on this episode, but John, his co-host and, and the creator of the pint, and Stu from the Stuart Order podcast got together during the week and did a podcast where they talked about five shows they both want to sing praises of. Podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. So other than themselves, which is just an incredibly generous thing to do to, to shout out other shows and yeah, say, no, hey, go listen to them and we'll risk you going over there and never coming back to us. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I, think I don't think it does either. Yeah, it's but really anyway, I think it's a really nice gesture and Absolutely. very brave. They didn't very rank secure. it in any orders or whatever else, but... Uh, John often mentions our show on his, and I'm a patron of his show, and I get to hear all that stuff. So, very kind. But Stu actually shouted us out. I want to say a big thank you to Stu for the kind words he said, including the fact that he said he never agrees with me about any film that I review, and yet he Welcome still comes to my back world. to listen <laughs> to our podcast. Uh, you two are, are both uh, scholars among Thank you, human fellas. Beings. Yeah, very kind. Very kind. But the biggest news, of course, of the week is last weekend we were on live stream for The Cure. Mm. And we... Managed to contribute to them raising 19,000 plus, I think like 19,200 mm-hmm. US dollars. So, you know, insert joke about the Australian currency here. Yep. Which was an incredible effort. They had set a goal of 25,000, but, you know, it's such an arbitrary goal. It's a big as well. It's it, most, it, more than they've ever done. In days gone by or years gone by, they've gone for an extra day as well and all those kinds of things. And, and there was a couple of other little factors that I won't go into, but I've heard about why. Reality is, I cannot fathom raising that amount of money and all the effort and time that goes in. Like, and so my hat is absolutely off to Nick and to Dan and to Gerald for their incredible absolutely. efforts. We were privileged to, to end up the show and I think we raised a bit over 1300 US dollars in our last hour together mm-hmm. on the show, which was awesome. And Wayne's, we did a whole bunch of things, including we announced we have a new logo, logo which I'm looking new at. New branding. New branding, which I'm looking at our, our <laughs> title card this week. It does the whole branding on it, so... Wayne's getting there. It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's a bit of a rollout, people. Uh, first you do the, the, the brand management and then you do the rollout. Right. 
So we are giving away some prize packs for that. So Julio won one, Nick himself won one, David Powell won one. And David Powell also won, which I think is very fitting because David Powell, I don't normally want to single that. So many people came along, so many people contributed money. Thank you to every single person who put $1 and above in. Incredible that you would have done so. Absolutely. But David Powell really threw a lot of money in there and he had his own segment as well. So yes. I think it's so awesome that he won no, no, probably the biggest prize on the day, which I didn't even know about. Wayne, what is it? Uh, yes, well, uh, Nick had raffled off a pet portrait by yours truly. Um, I have a little side business where I do drawings for people and uh dave won uh a pet portrait which he's going through he's arranging with me at the moment so yeah so awesome so awesome so thank you so much to david to everyone who came along during ours oh, i did another segment the other night and didn't quite hit the thousand eight hundred bucks or so that i raised on, amazing. on my own so amazing very pleased to have to have contributed positively to this huge event which ran over three days these guys are um these yeah. guys are going to heaven <laughs> Without without question, Dan. Uh, Dan might you know. Yeah, Dan's questionable. Yeah, <laughs> no, obviously <laughs> joking. So uh, we will be back next year again if they will have us, and I hope I hope they will. It's a it's a Me privilege too. to be a part of it, even if we're not at the end. Whether or not we are, we'll, I guess we'll find out. But uh, yeah, thank you to all who came along and contributed. That's the end of recount. Let's get into some spooky shit. It's time for spooky shit plus, and no dick jokes. That's what we've agreed upon. No, there <laughs> may be a dick joke, but unlikely. <laughs> Let's see whether or not Wayne can fucking filter in a dick joke during these spooky stories on the side of this music cue. Subject of this week's countdown, some manually <laughs> editing going on there. That was uh, tough. What? <laughs> well, since Paul put that much effort in, why don't I just go first with my little story? <laughs> sure. What's your fifth spookiest true encounter? All right, everyone. This is an odd story. And again, it's not anything that's going to knock your socks off, but I cannot explain it. And I have tried over the years to figure it out. This okay. is the only supernatural-esque thing that has happened to me. Let me set the scene. Some years ago, maybe 10 years ago, picture it, picture it. My mom had a stroke, long story short, and she had to sell her house, and I had to move into that house for a year to fix it up so we could sell it. Right. So this is during that time. Me and my little sister was living in that house together. I was about, whatever, 36 or something, maybe. Okay. So there was one night where we were just talking, and me and my sisters often have very deep conversations about life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And... We were talking about what we were going to do with the house and stuff like that. And we got into this very Even deep... Even with Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's weird. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. But there you are. So anyway, we were talking about all of this stuff that... She had not listen, does she? Uh, no. <laughs> In that case... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, and we were just talking about kind of life and stuff and this and that. And it turned out that I was sitting there. I was, kind of, I was sitting on the floor in the carpet in the games room. It was, it was all packed up because we were trying to move out of the house. So there's no furniture, hardly any. Anyway, and we were talking and we were sitting there. And I was like kind of wriggling around because I've always had back problems because I'm old and shit even back then. <laughs> and, um, and she said... And now he's venerable. That's right. And she said, what's wrong with your back? So I got this knot in my back, in my middle of my back. And she goes, oh... 
well, let me kick it. <laughs> right? So I, I need someone to actually like, un, like, just push out the knot, right? So she's okay. So she actually literally, I lay on the floor and she's like talking to me. And at the same time, she's like standing on that point in my back to try and release the knot. I know it's odd, but okay. that's what was happening. But we were always, and we were talking. I think the key so, to this. let me understand this. Please. The true spooky encounter this here is your back was hurting so you let your sister stand on it. No, it makes yeah, absolutely. That's not the truth. That's not the spooky part. The, the spooky, no, no, but still, it's the insane part. I well, here's the thing though. Have you ever had a back knot or whatever, and like you just can't get to it by pushing it against the corner of a table or something? I need someone to actually stand on it, and I wanted I, to. Crack. I would suggest, please, for everyone <laughs> listening at home. No one should allow anyone to stand on their back at actually, any point in time. That is especially not little sisters. <laughs> Well, actually, Paul, walking on one's back is a Japanese massage technique. I mean, usually it's done by by, by small Japanese women who, and not who my are sister. professionals. Yeah, okay, but again, I was in pain. Fuck it, I'm like, uh. yeah, you kick it, right? So she's doing that anyway. As she's talking, the key to this is that we were talking about just like very life type stuff, and she was saying, you know what? I think based on this conversation, I kind of know what it's like to be you. It was an, an odd sort of like connection. Moment. Yes, right. Anyway, that's over. Fine, we talk this that whatever. Cool. She walks away. And we're just doing other shit in the house, kind of doing things. And then I notice on her foot, it looks like the entire foot is bruised. And I was like, what? Oh, shit, what's wrong with your foot? And she's like, oh. And she sits down and she looks at it. And I'm like, your foot is black and blue. And I went, oh, shit. And then she actually does this. She she puts her fingers over this. She wipes her foot. And it turns out her her foot is not black and blue. It's sooty. There's a sooty black residue. Had she stepped in something? No. Had you vacuumed a house? No. Paul, I checked <laughs> this whole thing out, okay? She never left the room. It was a big room that's carpeted. There is, and it was on top of her fucking foot. This right? is your back, back thing? Yeah, the, my, 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 this is not my original house. It's my mom's house that you never Oh, not to. Juniper. Yeah, no, okay. the other one. So, and she actually went <laughs> like this. And I went, what? She goes, that was you. And I went, what do you mean that was you? And she goes, that was you. That is residue from when I was kicking your back and we were talking about life and shit. And I went, and I tried to immediately explain it away and go, Ooh. no. And But I was like, you know what? It was. It absolutely was. This is the only time I've seen energy manifest as something. I have since gone to look this up. And again, I eliminated everything. There is nowhere she could have found that foot shooty shit on the floor, yep. carpet, this, that, was whatever. That, we'd be 100% sure her feet were clean when she stepped on your back? 100% sure. Okay. Because well, like, it was noticeable you're like, before. If you're going to step on back, my back, younger sister, you must now prove to me your feet are clean. Here's the thing. It wasn't like it was a gross <laughs> foot. It was actually a, a, a film of soot so over the top and right of and the heel of where it was weird. And none okay. of that shit was on my back. So it was really weird. Yeah, I'm trying not to be the, the no, scully. Of go this. ahead. Scully it up because no. I have I have my looked- shit. There's plenty of options. I looked online for this. Is there any? Re- no one's even heard of shit like this. So this is the only thing I can't explain that's ever happened directly to me. So mm-hmm. those but, but you led with that one. That's your number five. Yeah, because the re- the other things that have happened to my family and people I know uh, are far freakier. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe your stories will be far freakier than mine. My number five is is the least weird of mine, but it, it does come with, and I have to be careful who my I stated. So it's kind of a. a a two-part banger, if I can put it that way. Bang away. My number five is we had a friend. Mm-hmm. We have a friend. He's still our friend who used to live up in the hills of outside Perth. Inkster. No. Oh, someone else. Bill. Do I know him? Oh, Bill, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. So one night, Bill, myself, and another friend of ours, Scott, who yep, yep, does listen yep. to the show. Shout out to you, Scott. We went driving looking for, because morbid, ghastly teenagers that we were, we went looking for the site where... 
David and Catherine Burney, who were serial killers that killed four, I think, women in a short period, like in the mid to late 80s. Notorious uh, serial killers in Perth, yes. And then bury them all at the same site. And we got wind that it was, and Bill thought he'd found it in terms of driving around near his place where he lived. Now, he lived in um, a, a bushland area, yeah. and yeah. he had like himself like 30 acres or something, and then next to him was Crown Land, which was just bush. Yeah, and that's forest. Somewhere in there is where David and Catherine... Stowed their victims. Their victims, and the fifth person got away, and all the authorities are arrested. And they found the bodies in that bush. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. So we were like, hey, it's it's night, and it's dark, and let's let's go... God damn it, you guys are nuts! Spook each other. So we jumped in Bill's ute, Yes, which is a pickup truck for yep. you Americans. Uh, but with only one sort of cab, enough room just for the three of us. Yep. And off we drove. And he said, I'm going to take you out to this spot, which I reckon where it was. is this like clearing in the middle of... So we drive out there and we decide to really freak ourselves out by getting out the back and sitting on the, on the cab of the car, standing on the cab of the car, just sort of feeling the vibe right. of this moment. And it's at night. It's, no, it's, it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. That's so late at night in the bush, y'all. <laughs> out there, it's pitch black, of course. No, I know. There's no light. Did y'all have than- torches? I don't remember that to be honest. I just know. So you I didn't think, even bring. I think we still had the car lights on, so the keys were still in the ignition, and that was all we sort of had. And we're just sort of standing there, and then we hear this. Oh God! As something comes charging at us, and we freak the fuck out. Now, Bill's taller than I am. Bill's bigger than I am. Scott's way bigger than I am. The three, you would think, three strapping young men would have been able to take care of themselves. In that moment, it did not matter. We nope. jumped back in the cab and we were facing into the forest further, like the track we'd followed to get to that point. We were facing further in. So we had to drive further in to find a place to turn around because it's forest as we're all hearts pounding. Oh my God, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? And then we have to turn around and eventually find a spot and have to drive back past the spot where we were all freaking out. And I do remember saying, "What? imagine the thing, whatever it was, that came running us on the cab of the car. Bill slams the brakes on. We like turn around. Nothing's there. Yeah, okay. This is so something was rushing at you from the bush. But it was like it was almost it was perfect horror movie tone in my memory. In this we are now talking thirty years ago. And we know memory's associative, absolutely. However, I'll tell you this though, right? In that same bush, we did a lot of bushwalks, everyone. Bill has told me that there's encounters where actually there are wild boar in that bush. So it could have been that. Could have been a kangaroo, because there's kangaroos like a slut everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's that would it's odd though the way that it went. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It didn't seem like a charging thing. It was an approaching thing, am I right? And then it got faster and faster. Yes, so it it's came... progressively getting. Yeah, so as though it spotted you and then picked up its pace. My best estimate of that is it was someone who had said, "Here's a chance to scare the fuck out of these these boys." So you think there was a dude there? Yeah, possibly. Someone. Bro, if it's a dude, that's the most scary bit. Yep. If it's a boar or a, a kangaroo or your mother's boars, it's I, not that. Fucking... I don't think you could be that heavy to be a boar. I don't think you could be that deliberate to be a kangaroo. That's my memory of it. Anyway. Oh, well, here's the other question then. If it's a dude, what's that cunt doing out there? Yeah, well, exactly. Okay? Exactly. So that's actually scarier. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You know what? Side note, Bill told me that in that same bush, and I've known Bill since we were fucking kids, right? Mm-hmm. So You know longer than I have? Yeah. So he said that he went, and he used to always walk in that bush. He went there with his two big-ass dogs. He found a clearing, which I remember this, the cl- in dense, dense bush, there's a perfectly circular clearing mm-hmm. of about, I would say, maybe... Shit, 20 meters in diameter. And all of that clearing is moss. And in the middle of the clearing is a big rock of quartz. Alien landing site is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. What else does that, Paul? We don't do that shit. And why is there quartz in the middle? Some fucking shit happened there. Side note to this story, which Please. is the reason that makes this list. Because that's, yeah, that's just whatever. But 
I know someone, I'm not going to name their name. Okay. Who knew David Byrne. He's obviously older than we are. Really? When he was young. Dave Bernie. Yep. David Byrne is the lead singer of Talking Heads. I said, did I not say Bernie? Oh, I said Bernie. David Bernie. And so they were pseudo mates. And he went around really? there one night and he said, David Bernie was the most normal of the lot of them. I said, the mother was weird as fuck. The father was scary as fuck. And anyway, he said, they arranged to stay the night. God. And so this person said, they went to bed. He was pretty creeped out already. And he woke up. To David Bernie floating over his face. What? Like, well, just like just nose to nose, and he rolled out of bed, charged out of the house, and never spoke to that guy again. Just avoided him like the plague. Are you kidding me? Doesn't know how. Doesn't know why. Just knows that that dude who became a serial killer didn't surprise him in the absolute least off the basis of that experience. What the fuck? So there you go. Man. Story that's been told to me. Obviously, I have no way of verifying Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I will say the source of that story is someone whom is not prone to exaggeration nor supernatural shenanigans. That's always the thing that when you hear something from someone, it's like, yeah, here's the thing. Some guys bullshit you, yep. but this guy is not. First hand. This is not a third story, hand story. It was the absolute person who had happened to told me that story. Man, see, Perth is such a small place, everyone, that like when the, yeah, serial killer shit happens, we'll talk the Claremont serial killer. Used to kind of live near Paul. It's a long story. Well, yeah, yeah, a couple of houses down from me. Yeah, yeah. and you know stuff like that happens. So okay, there you go. Wow, holy shit! I could tell that's not spooky. <laughs> that's just a weird encounter. It's it's unsettling. Yeah, it's unsettling. Okay, everyone. My number four. Uh, this happened at my grandmother's funeral. Now, mm. once again, picture it. This my now mom happened. Oh, dad. Pater- uh, maternal. So maternal. my mom's side. Now, uh, when my grandmother passed away, it was I think I would have been about nine. My big sister yep. would have been about maybe 13. And uh, what happens when you buy the farm in an Asian family, everyone? We have something akin to a wake, but it's called like prayers. And basically, you just like you do nine days of prayers. And there's a, there's a lot of food involved because we're Asian. So what happens <laughs> is this took place in my aunt's house, who's my, uh, my mom's sister. What happened was on the second night, um, it's, there's a lot of food going on everywhere. And my sister was in the room. I was in the room next to this. So I only heard about this when everyone started screaming. Okay. The, there was a particular dish, uh, which was my grandmother's favorite dish, as in her food. Uh, and it was in a big crystal bowl, because crystal is big with Asian moms, trust me. Okay? <laughs> anyway, it's standing there. It's sitting in the middle of the table, and, ev- and there's like three or four people in the room. It's my mom, the, the aunt, my sister, and someone else. And what happens is, for no reason whatsoever, this, this crystal... I actually talked to my sister this morning to get the scoop and say, tell me exactly Confirm. what happened. Yeah, right? good. Sure. Said, okay. I was sitting right next to it at the table. And I heard a, like a ping, like a ping. Like when you, when you hear glass cracking, it's <laughs> crystal's slightly different. It's a little bit more melodic. It's like ding, 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 ding. And she looked over at the bowl and the bowl was starting to get like little spider webs in it of cracking, right? Wow. On its own. And I went, what? So and I haven't been heated, nothing hot had been put no. in it. No. Yeah. And also, you, even defrosting something, it doesn't just crack, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're blowtorching that thing, I don't think so, right? It wasn't that. What then happened was she, she heard it and, sh- and people were in the room as well, on the couch kind of thing. And she goes, Mom. And my mom looks around. As my mom and everyone looks around and hears the ping, 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 the glass shards of, of crystal start popping off this thing and wow. going straight in the air and down. Not on the floor, but on the table. Because my sister was right near it and, and would have heard her. Right? She says, she says she feels like if this was getting done by my grandmother, she was doing it in a way to tell everyone, I'm here. 
but I'm not going to hurt anyone. And what happened was after that, my sister stands up, backs away from the table, ping, 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 all these shards start popping off it in a, in a, in a way wow. that glass doesn't perform that way. Do you know what I mean? Like you would either shatter altogether or, or it would just, this was weird. And then my mom goes, that's her favorite dish. Like that's my mom's, that's my grandma's. And then, then the whole thing just exploded. That, well, it sort of cracked and all the food went everywhere. That's fascinating. I know. And I was like, what the hell is this? And my sister, who's very attuned to this thing, says, I believe that was just her telling us we were here. I know. I just, if, if you can do that, if you can smash a quartz yeah. crystal bowl and in that way where you're particularly careful about, and I say you, like if you're yeah. a spirit, why wouldn't you just write, I am here on uh, a wall? Now, I've actually asked her this question. Okay. My sister, who. Well, no, frankly, maybe I'm too logical. <laughs> Give us some of my stories. None please. of it's that way, right? But I think that um, the, the the gist that I got from what she told me was that if you are allowed some sort of visitation back in, and typically it happens when there's a lot of psychic energy, i.e., your family is coming together for you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, the the Spanish folks have a similar thing where it's like the remember me thing. Like, if basically your second death doesn't happen until no one speaks your name. Right. So yeah, it's something Coco. To, Coco, right? So it's something to do with that, but that you've got some power in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Typically, writing stuff is too. It's it's quite destructive. Like, but well, I suppose it's supposed to ball breaking. But this is like <laughs> your psychic oh, no. energy is. That's it, when it's at that, its strongest. Yeah, it's just an odd thing to me. Like, oh, you're allowed to do this, but you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Now, now see, I reckon if Paul bought the farm and he had the opportunity to come back, he'd be like, okay, let's look at the menu. Okay. What can I do? Can I make shit burst into flames? Can no, I do some I, other? I'd just be like, here is quantifiable bloody proof that I'm still around after I'm gone. If I'm allowed to do that. Quantifiable, not, oh, there's a possible other explanation. Isn't that weird? Yeah. This is to me how, like. You you, I, I get you can't manifest. You, you, you've moved on. You're not in this plane. You know, I don't really know if I believe in life after death, but I don't believe that. You know, you're, you're around and watching everyone and well, doing see, your I, shit for, yeah. a long, for long. Maybe you have a little window of opportunity. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That seems, seems weird. How many people came to my funeral? How many people at my wake? That just seems weird to me. Yeah. I, I, that's the other thing. Well, because I always thought this as well. When you have your funeral, that's actually the best party of your life and you don't get to be there. <laughs> it's actually quite a shame because people say nice shit about you. Wow. You see people who turned up that you've never seen in years. It's the best party of your life, but it's a part, definitely a big party. Of well, life. it's probably the most people, prominent party of your life. People are literally there for no one else but you. Well, yeah, same as a. Well, and you will see people that you've not seen in fucking decades, mm. you know? So it's like, damn it, it's a pity you couldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's the. But yeah, that's, that is a weird thing. It's called. Um, but again, because the because glass doesn't react in that way. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's so so there you go. And also if you started writing I am here, someone would come up with it. Oh, you wrote that. You know what I mean? Like someone would, unless you nowadays when everyone's filming everything, you got a shot. Okay. So if I die suddenly and inappropriately, Wayne. Right. Here we go. At my funeral or my wake, I'll you know, I need you to go into a room by yourself. No for- motherfucker! I'm gonna be scared shitless! Do it to someone who can handle it! I'll crap my pants! I'll run this outside! This is on record now. On record. So you just need to go in there for five minutes. Five minutes. No! I'm honoring Paul here. I'm going into this thing. And if I'm capable of showing you life after death, I will at that moment. And then we will know, quantifiably proof beyond all question, that you all have something to look forward to. And I'll I'll see you all again. I'll make you a deal, all right? Whatever you're going to do, don't just do it in front of me because people already don't believe me. But that's my point. I think there's something around the lines of... You can't show everyone? Yeah, clearly. Because otherwise it'd just be... Or, or they'd just be like a, you know. You need someone more credible than me. You need someone like, come on, Bill. Or you need one of these scientist guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, Alf, 
If you let me film it, all right. Well, I, I will let you film it, but I'm not sure that the, the, the powers that be will. But anyway. Make a deal, Paul. You're a, you're a talker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. God forbid, by the way, now that I've said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the world. Touch no, wood, no, no, everyone. No, no, no. no, no. All yeah. that stuff. Not saying that I want Wayne to go before me. Just saying it, it should be like 45 years from now. <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> <All> right, <go laughs> uh, okay. My number four comes from a, a phase of my life where I was a teenager. And in fact, a lot of my stories come from sort of that phase. And I do have a belief that children and if there is anything, and I don't even know if there really is, but... You know, we no one does. Yeah, well. poltergeist activity, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I guess my, my point is that before life gets you and you'll become too cynical and unattuned and the like, that kids and teenagers, especially going through whatever changes they are, are more attuned to things yeah. than, than adults. I'm actually on board with that because God knows I was... Um well, the world's crushed me now, Paul. Yeah. I'm less likely to believe shit. Call it what you will, but yeah. that's my strong belief based on almost all my experiences were done by the time I was 17 or 18. Makes sense. So, you know, in a small sample size of one, that's that's why. In this case, my mother and her friends started whilst drinking. I guess if I think about the ages here, my mum had to be pretty young. So... Oh, we're talking mid-30s. My mum was in her mid-30s and mm-hmm. her and her friends were starting to do seances God after a damn few it. drinks. Yeah. And so because monkey see, monkey do, dickhead here <laughs> decides let's do the same. And there was a series of four or five, maybe six or seven nights where anyone who was interested in such things when I was 15, 16, 17, around that sort of age range, we were doing the same. Yeah, so, yeah. Were you ever a part of one of those? No, no, I got too. I was so warned off it by my folks because they. You, you're about to hear how fucking woo woo shit goes on in my culture. Fair enough, Keep fair going. Enough. I don't remember you being there. So that's why I wanted to double check. Definitely but it was wasn't. probably around the age where we were getting, becoming friends at you know, fifteen, yeah, sixteen, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It got to the point where there was a guy who was sitting across from me. I'm going to make a name up because he does feature prominently. It's one story that didn't happen to me. In a, in a, the next one on my list, we'll call him Bob. Okay, Bob. Bob and I, just the two of us. One, imagine, you know, we've, we've made, it's not even a proper Ouija board, okay? So, we've made out of cardboard letters, yes, no, maybe, put them in a circle yep. around a table, stuck a glass in the middle of said table. that could Inverted. S- inverted, yeah. Face, uh, so, you know, open, mouth down. open yep. mouth down, that's it. Put your little finger on there. Two people cannot push that thing. Only two people, only pinky fingers yeah. on the top of an inverted glass over cardboard. Cannot push that without it being very obvious. And it can't push it both ways. You can't. And this is what will inevitably happen. I don't know if anyone's ever done this. I'm not recommending you do because it's fucking idiocy. Mm-hmm. When you're playing with stuff you don't understand. It moves in a figure eight. Like an infinity symbol. Every time. And it moves fast. Really? It doesn't move slow. It doesn't go like scrape, scrape, scrape. It goes... No, 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 no. Okay. You definitely felt yeah. the glass move, not. <laughs> oh, sorry, whoever. <laughs> whoever pushes it. <laughs> why do I even well, fucking bother? I don't know why you bother, okay? Alright, his name is fucking. <laughs> everyone. Oh, hell, this fucking Stop saying it. Alright, it's Bob. Let's say Let's Bob. Edit it out again. That's two fucking <laughs> edit points. It's too funny. All right, funny. All right. I'll just go beep. Okay, beep, beep. beep. All right. Sorry. Stop Bob. saying name. Bob. Do I have permission from Bob to, to okay. tell the story? Bob. Okay, fair enough. So it's but definitely he, not Bob. The, the one that he was there a couple of times. The first time he did it, I vividly remember he was 
aghast. He's like, who's fucking pushing it? And there was like three or four of us at that stage. But even then, unless everyone's working in concert, it's smooth. Yes. It's a smooth infinity motion. A, a, a symbol, a, a, sorry, an eight. I figure it, yeah. But you're absolutely right now I think about it. Uh, I need uh, a couple more questions. How big was the cardboard? Roughly. Well, we weren't on cardboard. We were on a table. Oh, a table. But with cardboard pieces. Oh, shit. To represent letters around the outside. Right, 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 right. So you do this little experiment at home. Fucking put a. If you press it, it will go one way, but you can't pull it back towards you without having to press really hard on the glass. Yeah. And you can see. Glass tabletop. Uh, no, no, not glass. Because glass on glass, that wouldn't work. It yeah. was like, like this shit. Oh, okay, yeah. Melamine. Melamine. Yep. Me- melamine. Yep. yep. Got it. And so, anyway. We did this over, I don't know how many occasions, a few. But when, when Bob was involved, certainly I felt like things were more extreme. or more, It moved faster and, and more deliberate. And that's the other thing. It, when it answered a question, like, you know. What was you, the question? What was the well, question? Well, the question is, what's your name? And I'll, I'll now give you an answer. J-A-C-K, Jack. Oh, okay. Jack. It yeah. all moved to those things. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Pinky. Pinky finger. Pinky finger only. And it, and it goes fast. Like, zzz- Eight. What the fuck? Like, freaky as fuck. I've never done it again and, and never will because, you know, the older I got, the more I realized we were playing with fire. And even if it's all bullshit, it means telekinesis is real. And I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. No one was pushing this. I cannot strength emphasize this enough. No one was pushing it. There was no planchette involved. It was just a glass. We didn't buy a baby's beginner Ouija board set or whatever. I wonder what would have happened had we had we done so, but I'm glad we didn't find out. But I saw that thing move and it moved very fast and Jack said that he was following us around. I believe, Jack's the name of my dad, the English name of my dad. Mm. I believe it's just telekinesis and it's whoever's got the strongest thoughts that time answers that. You ask it a question about the future it has no idea about, it just goes, I don't know. It just keeps doing a circle. You ask it a question about the past or something that can give it a deliberate answer to, it gets it wrong. It's not fucking... If Jack, which it said was a, a a kid who died in a fire in Fremantle, why the fuck was he hanging around where we lived? Whatever. Well, the idea is when you when you have you a weird thing, you summon it, yeah. right? And also, I've heard that if the glass tips over, then it's in the room. Yeah, which is probably whatever, right? So yeah, I've heard that too. But you know what? Even we if were, you, we were mindful of that, let's say that your your theory about telekinesis is correct. Is it not also huge that you're now a fucking Jedi ball? Honestly, there's no other explanation. I no one was pushing this thing, no one. But so two things that that stem from this to to finish this story. This is going way longer than we thought it's going to be. Fuck it, who cares? It's good. One, I one day was home and had been tasked uh, around this period of time where you know Jack had said he was part of following me around specifically. I was home and I was vacuuming and I was overcome with a sense of absolute. Like just, I was so tired. I, was, mm. I can only have point this happening once or twice in my life. Mm-hmm. Could barely suddenly just went. I had to stop vacuuming in the middle of vacuuming the house, mm. and I laid down on my bed, and I passed out. Right. And my mum came home. It didn't say a word. You know, if you know my mother, she can be pointedly <laughs> critical if she needed to be mm-hmm. at that stage in our life. And I remember her walking in and going. Not saying well. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mum. I haven't finished. I'll finish it. Okay. Okay. I'll finish. I said those words because mm-hmm. I heard her walk it. Open the door. Walk in the room and walk out. Your bedroom. Yep. So I didn't even open my eyes. You know, which was brave of me, given my mother. <laughs> anyway, however long later, half an hour, forty minutes later, I get up, 
I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So I get to clean the house, finish the vacuuming the house, and I realise mum's not home. Oh, fuck. The door's open. When had you left it open? Well, you know, now that I think about it, why would I close the door behind me if I was vacuuming? I don't know. I don't know. But in my memory, you know, behind the door, close the door. That's the point I got tired. Didn't close it, but pushed it shut. This is your bedroom door. Yeah. Yep. And the vacuum was in the, yeah, the bedroom so with the you. cords coming underneath the door. Got it. Got yep. it. Anyway, I finished vacuuming the house. Mum comes in the door. I'm like, did you go out again? She goes, what? Like, did you come home? Can't no finish way. And then come back. And she's like, no. I have not been home since 10 o'clock this morning or whatever the fuck it was. Okay. And that's when I stopped doing seances. Bro. Bro. So, I was someone, so, something. So convinced there was something. Pushed the door open and came in and stood there in silence. I don't remember there being any dialogue back. But what, why was I so tired? Why didn't I open my eyes? Why didn't I look at my mum? You know, none of this makes any sense to me. All right, let me be, let me be uh, scully, yeah. scullier. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. You're, you were tired. Sleep tired. For whatever yep. reason. Yes, 100%. You, you, you thought this happened. You Because re- I often, I often this happens to me a lot. When I wake up for work in the morning, I'll fall back asleep and then dream that I woke up you and got, got dressed. Ready, yeah. And then I wake up like, ah, shit, I'm still in bed. All and I got to jerk off now. So now <laughs> what? There he goes, the dick joke, everyone. Thank you. This is the dumbest All shit right, anyone ever said Fantastic. in the history Good of, and I don't think I'm exaggerating here, time. Okay. Look, so, I, you're 100% right. And there's a thing that there's this sort of, Half awake, half asleep thing in yes. my stories, right? So, is it mean I'm making it up, or does it mean you know my head's making it up, or does it mean that you're more susceptible at that sort of? See, that's the thing. You'll never know because there was no witnesses. No. Now, the the second part of that, very quickly, is wasn't just me. It was other friends. I won't say names. Okay. Who, because I do know that they sometimes listen to the show. That we would also do seances because. Their mums were involved in doing the same thing with my mum. Bloody and hell. One night we were doing one at their place and there was someone who was very dubious and, and whatever else. And when he finally went, I'll have a go, the glass was like, no. Fucking shot to no. And then we were standing and then basically the glass somehow, we, none of us were touching it, the glass fell off the table and smashed on the ground. What? We, Do I know any of these people? Yes. I will get the names off you later. <laughs> All right, fine. Wow. So there you go. Seances when you're a, a young teenager, dumb as fuck, don't do it. Maybe just don't do it, folks. What do you say? Yeah. All right, cool. God damn it. All right, here's, uh, here's my <laughs> number three. So my, uh, my dad, he, he's, uh, he's not with us anymore, uh, but there was a time back when I was, I would say, around 15. My family is from Singapore. I was born in Singapore. I came in when I was one. He went back to Singapore for a, just a, a visit, a trip, whatever, to see the relatives. And he stayed in one of our relatives' houses in Singapore in this particular room. Now, all of the houses in Singapore at the time are old because most people in Singapore live in flats. Yes. Um, so to have a house is actually quite unusual, at least at the time. I yeah, don't know. Most of the government owned flats, right? They yeah. Have leases of 99 years and some shit. That's right, which, is, which means they're quite old, right? So. Um, yeah, well, you can, you can spruce them up, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you can do it, yeah. But his. They're his the apartments. I'm not talking yeah. about houses, I don't know. Yeah, no, but this was in like the 80s. So it was, you know, whatever. So anyway. He comes back with this tale, and he told me this. Now, he said that he went and to um, my uncle. I think he's Uncle Floyd. Anyway, he went to his house, whatever. They hung out, chilled out, and he's like, okay, cool. You're staying over, so cool. So he stayed over in, the, in his house, in a particular room, which was a spare room that no one used. He went to bed and woke up in the middle of the night, 
with something sitting on his chest. Oh, I've heard about this. Dude, it was, and he said it was so heavy. Multiple places I've heard about this. Right? So it's a night terror, what some people will now describe as night terrors. Yes. Yeah. But my dad had never had this happen to him before. Mm-hmm. And he said that he's, he said it was so heavy, it was as though someone jumped on your chest and sat on it, right? And he couldn't get up and he couldn't move and he actually got scared for a second. By the way, my dad is very into this shit. He wanted to do astral traveling one time. And I'm like, don't do that. And I don't know if he ever did, but he's very, he's a bit like, you know, he would, he would, he would have hung out with your folks in the seance quite heavily, yeah. right? Um, it was my mom only, not my dad. Oh, you're right, okay. Anyway, and he actually said that he couldn't move for so long that he started talking to whatever it was, saying, "Why are you doing this? Why are you hurting me? What's going on here? Don't you, th- you know, I don't need this. I haven't done anything to anyone." And he's just talking like that. He's talking off. Anyway, it subsides. He sits up. He walks out. He gets a scotch. And my dad doesn't drink, so it's really weird. Wow. Okay. Walked outside, went back in the room and got to sleep. I would have fucked off. Went back to the room. I know. That's a, he was actually a quite a brave guy. So anyway, I went, what the fuck? Holy right? shit. Next morning, he goes to, to the to the house of my uncle and says, hey, last night, this shit happened to me. And my uncle goes, I've had that happen to me in that room as well. Huh. Like, and you let me sleep there, you fucking whore. Right? <laughs> so anyway, he didn't say that, but I would have said that, right? Anyway. <laughs> I've since gone on to this. Now, you, this is where you're coming in, Paul. Now, this is actually, if this is the case, this is documented, and it's actually known by some people as the night hag or the old hag. It is the name given to a supernatural creature commonly associated with the phenomenon of sleep paralysis. Yeah, so sleep paralysis <laughs> is often associated with, yeah, they call it night terrors. Yes. Or, you know, it's a nightmare. So it's like you, you wake up and you know you're awake, but you can't move. And I've had this happen to me once or twice. Okay. But it wasn't that something was sitting on my chest. He specifically said that I couldn't breathe, which might be a, a, a side thing. But um, there's actually a, uh, an Italian name for it called a panda fish. And there's like a the bunch panda of... Panda fish. P A N D A. F-E-C-H-E. Okay. I can only imagine that. Okay. And they say that if you place a broom beside the bed fo- bedroom door, it wards it off because they think it's a witch. All right? <laughs> now, this is the thing. I think it probably was a case of, of sleep paralysis. Yeah, because sleep paralysis is where you wake up, your body hasn't woken up. Yes. So you can't move. And, and like whether you're aware of it or not, but your heart rate drops to the absolute minimum while you're asleep in your chest and you don't need to breathe as... Oh. Uh, well, I think this is correct. If a scientist out there can correct me, then I will happily Paul's hear a professional, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But like my point is, my understanding is when your heart rate, you don't need, you're not sucking in the big ones, not like you've been running. You know what I mean? Like when you, <gasps> yes. You're, it's, it's really minimal. Yes. Everything's really toned down. It's auxiliary systems only while you're asleep. Mm. And so if you wear your watch your heart rate watch, whatever, it drops right down low. That's the lowest ebb of the of the day for you. And I want to believe that that's what happened. The only weird thing is but that yeah, the, the problem is guy. that you wake up, but the rest of your body hasn't woken up. So yeah. something's been shorted out in your brain. Right. Yeah. Now, the time that happened to me, Paul, which is not the heavy thing, but I remember going, I can't move. And I was like, what's going on here? And I looked around, but I couldn't look around. And I just went, just force of will. I'm like, get up. And I just moved a shoulder and mm-hmm. I sort of snapped out of it. And that's the only time it's ever happened to me. Uh, but it is certainly very scary. It's, well, that would be massively scary because you can't move. That's some fucking Well, you don't shit. know how long that's going to last. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. Oh, my God, I'm paralyzed. What the fuck is it? I know. And so, you know, anyway. Um, All right. Thank you. That's a, there you are. A, a, <laughs> another good one. Another good one. Okay. My number three, then, comes when I was very young. Okay. Very, very young. And my mom and dad used to be friends with a couple that my memory is as being a six or seven-year-old, which is when this event happened. Once a month, they would go to their house, and you know, one, maybe once every three months or so, 
they go to their house and then next rotation they come to our house and mm-hmm. they will play cards and drink and, yep. and, and have, a good, have, a good, have a good night. So one night we were heading over there and this is on my parents for being stupid enough to discuss this in front of an impressionable six or seven year old but they were literally talking in the car and I vividly remember this. Yeah. Oh, do you know Maureen thinks her house is haunted? Oh, God, I would crap my Calvins directly. And dad's like... Yeah. Yeah, he's doing that. Wet objections. Yes. And yeah, mum's like, well, yeah, strange happens there all the time. Maureen's seen a kid covered in blood. Oh my God. Holding an axe in her bedroom at the foot of her bed. And my dad's like, for fuck's sake. He didn't say fuck's sake. He's like, no, come on. That's just ridiculous. Anyway. What? Guess where Muggins here and his little brother get put to bed? At that house. Yeah, because they, they don't go there and we're not leaving at 8 p.m. and going home. They're there like old school fucking yeah, 80s. Playing for fucking they're there until midnight and you just put the kids to bed and they can sleep there. Then they get back in the car, we ferry them home, they get back into their bed and they go to sleep because that's what fucking kids did back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're at their house and the first thing that happens is we're all sitting around and suddenly the, they had a, like a cuckoo clock. Yeah. The cuckoo clock breaks. It goes... Oh my god! Like at a random time in the middle of the night, and Maureen and Noel with their names, they're like, "Yeah, that's not the first time that's broken." What? And they've taken it to a proper clock repairer. I remember this vague discussion going, like, thinking, <gasps> as again, you know, seven-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. No, we took it there. He's absolutely guaranteed it's, it's been fixed, and that's we think that's the spirit in the house. And my dad's rolling his eyes. My mum's lapping this shit up because she's <laughs> totally into it. No, we get put to bed. I can hear the adults out in the, the main area of the house and they're laughing or whatever else. My brother, fall, he's too young. He falls asleep. He's four years younger than I am. So he's three, maybe four. He falls asleep in the bed next to me, no problem. I am lying awake, petra-fucking-fine. Oh, shit. And I know that adults are on edge because you got to come down to the back of the house where we are sleeping, where the toilet is. And at one point, I'm not even sure, but I have a memory of... Two adults walking into each other in the dark and oh, oh shit, Jesus! <laughs> help me, God! Oh, I just got help me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then laughing like, oh shit, yeah, I thought you were the ghost. Ah, like, Fucking hell! One. I think it was the Noel and my dad um, laughing about. It. Anyway, so I'm like, and again, I'm. Supposed to be falling asleep. Yeah, I don't remember falling asleep very much that fucking night. Best of luck, motherfucker, at all. But what I do hear is very deliberate footsteps come into the room. And this is the quintessential story yeah. of pull the cover over your head as a child because you've got nothing better you can do. Yep. And I don't, I don't even, at that point, I don't even call out. But when this thing stops at the bottom of the, of the bed and leans on the bed. No way. I start yelling, what? like screaming in terror. Yeah, no and shit. All the parents come rustling down. No one's there. No one. There's nothing there. So it wasn't one of the parents coming in to check on you. It was something else because all of them turned up. And it's like, all right, probably should take the kids home now. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't ever remember going back to Noreen and Maureen and Noel's house. No shit. But I do vividly remember that moment of something pressing on the end of the bed. Dude. <laughs> and your head was under the blanket, yeah. so you didn't know what it was. Yep. Now, when something was pressing on the on the bed, did you get the sense it was sitting on the bed or was it had its hands on the I bed? Felt hand. Well, no, I don't know. In my head, you don't know. It was, been resting it was supporting its, its, yes, its weight like with it, the hands. As it was leaning forward leaning, over oh the top. Oh, my God. 
So yeah, that's my number three. Ghostly, maybe possible experience as a seven-year-old. Wow. Okay. I am going. My number two is a story also from the days of yore, but uh, it's called the possession of my aunt. Okay. Uh, now, again, I was told the story by my mom initially, and I had to call her this morning to get all of the details straight. Good right? on you for following this yeah, shit up. Yeah. She said. I should have asked was, my mom about this. She was so things. forthcoming. She's like, "Oh, we talked for like fucking you know forty minutes." Awesome. Right? So again, my folks in Singapore back in the day. I guess it would be around the late fifties when this happened, nineteen uh, fifties. And my aunt, who was my mother's cousin, was a young girl at the time, and I think she was t- between 10 and 15, something like okay. that, right? They used to, as is often the case in Singapore, used to walk to school, because Singapore is a very small island. You pretty mm-hmm. much walk everywhere if you're a kid, and especially back then when hardly anyone had you know, cars and stuff. And so they used to walk back and forth. Now, my mom, my aunt, her name is Val, I'll tell her, her name is Val, uh, she used to walk past the house on her way to school of an old man who lived... I, in the way they told it, it's like it's near the tracks. He used to live in a shack near the tracks. Okay. Yes. Now remember, everyone. My mother is seventy-five years old, so everything she says sounds slightly racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she said he was an old Malay man, and the Malays like to mess around with stuff. Is what she said. Right. And I went, "What does that mean?" And she said, "Well, apparently this old man took a shout liking. out to our listeners in Malaysia. There's none. All right. <laughs> Trust me. Not anymore. <laughs> no. He apparently took a liking to her." And he, to, your, to your aunt. To my aunt. And he did something that they call charm. A charm. Mm. Okay? And what happens with that? There are two ways that are prominent at the time, my mother says, of charming someone. One is probably more traditional. What he does is he gets a bowl and he puts things, artifacts, shamans, talismans, whatever, in the bowl. Does whatever incantation. I don't know. I assume something, some procedure. And he then puts the bowl over where the person walks. That is how you charm them, okay? Right. Well, he took a liking to her. According to my mother, she said that she was quite a... She blossomed quite early as a child, as a young girl, as a young lady. This is disturbing. It is disturbing. It is very disturbing, right? <laughs> um, the other way of charming someone is... Get this! She swears this is true. There is a way of putting a grain of rice under or in the head of a praying mantis. What? I, I know! I know! I know! And in fact, my mother's side note said that one night she woke up in the woke up in the middle of the night and there was a praying mantis on her face, looking at her. She bellows in 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 fear. Hi, Singapore. My I know my mom my grandmother her mom comes in, grabs the praying mantis, smashes it, and is very careful to to break its head open, where indeed there was a grain of rice. What? Some, she said someone they literally send a praying mantis with a grain of rice in its head to charm you. That's what happens. But anyway, here's what happened to my aunt. Right. Okay. She goes there, all of a sudden she starts getting sick. Like the day she returns from school that day, she's kind of sick and gets really, really ill. And was then, thereafter, possessed by a tiger. That's what happened. And I said, what does that mean, mom? How was she possessed by a tiger? Why a tiger? Don't know. That's the thing. If I had answers for you, I said, why, is, why would that help this guy get her? She goes, it actually is more of a bitterness thing. That you and she would say, I can never have you because I'm old and kind of. She mm. said that that was how it works. And for the rest of um, about, I think it was something like 10 years, she would have episodes where she would literally bound around the room like a tiger. I know this, aunt. I've met her many, many times. She married at some stage, and the husband had to actually have cubs. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Whenever she had an episode like this, he would lock her away and stay in the room with her while she jumped around. And she said, my mom said she's actually been in the next room hearing her go boom, 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 boom. And actually, she's heard roars. Wow. I know, I know, right? You have told the story before, so I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with it, but... Yeah, and so Holy it's shit. like, yeah, and so I said, what happened? And I know I know the, the uncle, I know him very well, like, he's not with us anymore, but I, he, I, and I was like, holy shit, had I known it was put together, it was these people that I visited in Singapore many times when I was a kid, I'd have asked him about it, but it probably would have been weird. Anyway, it took around 10, he, mom said she was never the same after that, mm. right? But it did take 10 years, and literally after just... Him doing it for a while, it just it, she got better, so to speak. Is that aunt still with us? Yeah. Is she still doing it? No, she's better now. She's actually it, it but it, it took years for her to stop. Basically, whatever it was had a uh, its hold upon her had dissipated over the years. Wow. And I'm like, wow. And I've I've been told that as well that um that that's that's how these things work. Like it doesn't it's not forever, but it can be for a long time. It can be very detrimental. But literally, you it, it disengages over some time. But yeah, and I've met her many times. So maybe, maybe next time I go back to Singapore, I look her up and say, "Hey, no, that'd be weird. It'd be so weird." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But okay. yeah, well, there, there you go. You are. <laughs> Heck of a story. Heck of a story. My Heck number two story. did not happen to me. This is happened to the aforementioned Bob. Uh, oh, Bob. Yes. <laughs> it's Bob. He's uh. Yeah. So I got to hear this from two stories from Bob himself from two sources but before I knew Bob I knew of a friend of Bob's who told me the story about how a guy a kid on his street was living in a haunted house mm. and so mm. this this mutual friend before we all went to high school together said oh they had a proper exorcism at his house really now Bob's parents this is in Perth yeah shit salt of the earth kind of down to earth I, I I have met I'm, Bob's parents. I'm a bit worried about what if I said what Bob's dad did, but hard man. Yeah, he's a tough a guy. Very big hard guy, man. Tough guy. Big tough guy. Not the kind of guy you would think is open to things like exorcisms. Yeah. But apparently he was, and he was so unnerved by the description of what happened to his son that he allowed this to happen and a Catholic priest came along. What really? And, and exorcised the house. This happened to Bob. Bob. Who I know? Yes. Fuck. Tell me about it. So, Bob, one particular night was, this is, I'm obviously going by secondhand story here, was in his bathroom, brushing his teeth, mm-hmm. doing whatever, taking care of business, and looks up, and there is a black figure. What the fuck? Behind him in the mirror. What? And she, and he says, it's a woman, it's a ghastly old crone of a woman. Leans back and like, kind of like the 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 hood raises back and there's this rictus grin of oh this, my the fat, scariest fat face fuck. he can f- possibly imagine behind him that then opens his mouth he can't hear anything he's watching this paralyzed watching uh, in fear as it starts to looking straight at him in the mirror screams but he can't hear anything just silently screams like in rage and anger and horror right at him. And eventually, he basically falls to the ground, breaks eye contact, turns around, nothing there, nothing there at all. And he tells his parents this, and they are so disturbed by the detail of his description. This is not a, something I'm guessing, 10, 11-year-old yeah. at this point in time, because before we met Bob, before he came to school with us, that they then tell the local priest, the local priest says, that sounds like an evil spirit in your house. 
and get permission from the Vatican to do a full exorcism. That's some Russell Crowe shit. Yeah. Well, fat Russell Crowe on, on a fucking Vespa. Yes. Yes. And they do the ex- and I've stayed there. I've stayed the night at their house and after the exorcism. Yeah, after. After. Okay. You know what? I only you just sparked a memory. I remember being at a party when we were kids and Bob was there and he told a version of this story. I can remember bits of it. Whatever he told is obviously the right version. No, right. no, but it was it was something similar. Yeah. Oh my god. And so what hang on, do we know what what was the exorcism what was Well the the priest came into the place and said there's absolutely an evil spirit in here and we need to remove it from the house to save you all. So this is the local priest? I don't know. I don't know. I have no detail about that. Do we do we know anything about like the power of Christ compels you? Is there, is there any of that going on? Well, I certainly know that Bob wasn't tied to a bed and his head, head was spin spinning around, around puking and any of that yet. stuff, yeah. Wow. So this is a real life exorcism. Can you tell me what, what suburb the house is in? Huntingdale. Fucking hell! You in that fucking neighborhood! <laughs> That's what... Oh, God. Jesus. That's so fucked up, bro. Yeah. You know what? This is the thing, right? Again, my sister, she comes to my house every now and then, and I see her smile, and she goes, you know what's good about this house? What? There's nothing going on here. That's what she said to me. I said, what do you mean? Your big sister, right? My big sister. She's like, there's nothing going on here. This is fine. And actually, before I bought it, I asked her to come as well. She goes, no, nah, it's fine. I was like, okay. And that's- She's very sensitive, right? Very sensitive, right? And so it, that nothing gives me more, because then I hear a crack or a pop at night, I'm like, I bet you it's a mouse in the roof. And I'm always usually right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd shit my pants. Look, here, if, yeah, if I had lions that were in my family leaping around oh, the Oh, bro. Honestly. And again, I think I'm... This is my, my theory. I'm the type of wiener schnitzel that either the powers that be know if this happened, I would shit my pants immediately and die. So they just <laughs> don't show it to me. Or I'm just not attuned in whatever way. <laughs> yeah, you know? like I said, I think the older you get, the less attuned you are, unless you are. Well, it, just, it never happened to me, particularly, though. Particularly, particularly special, particularly gifted, or what do you want to call it? Yeah, touched. and I've never been called that way. So yeah, so there you are. <laughs> All right, and Wayne, we won't recap it. Let's no, just go won't. straight into it. What's your number one? All right, my number one. This happened to someone that also Paul knows. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have three shrinks in my life. One is Paul, one is Paul's ex-girlfriend, and one is this lady that Paul also knows. Oh, yes. I have yeah. had thousands of dollars of free advice over my years. <laughs> All right? I owe these people many, 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 many bucks. Anyway, this, this third shrink friend of mine, she has two kids aged around nine and I want to say 12, all right? Boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. She went to stay at this Airbnb with her young children along with another mother, a single mom. She's a single mom. And she, this other mother has a, has a child. And Where was the Airbnb? The Airbnb is in a place called Mundaring. Okay. Yep. Mundaring in Perth for anyone uh, is is uh, very wooded. It's very, very um, like kind of a foresty yeah. Bush place. It's near a big dam. It's out in the sticks. Not hugely out in the sticks, but pretty sticky. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she goes there, right? And it's just an Airbnb for two nights, right? Because she's just hanging out with the kids and the mom, and that's that thing, right? So she goes there, and she arrives at the house. It is a it is an old house, and that's not uncommon in that area, okay? And it is a big house. There is uh, two bedrooms, one in the front, one in the back, and the rest of it is just a house. So she goes to the house, arrives with the kids, and she said to me, and again, she's a little spiritual herself for a shrink. She said she feels bad juju immediately as she walks in, and particularly from this front room. Okay. Okay? And so she's like, mm. and the, the other mother hadn't arrived yet. They're waiting. And she, being a kind soul, said, I'm not automatically not going to take this room because I feel it's weird. I'm going to let the mother come, and she can make the decision. As it happens, the other mother turns up and chooses the back room, which means she's got to move into this front room with her kids. All okay. right? Yep. And she's staying there for two nights. Now, throughout the weekend, 
a bunch of weird shit starts happening. She said, apart from it feeling weird and her having to stay there with her kids, one time, the doorknob of the, do- of the room, she was in the room, the door was closed, her kids were outside. She sees the doorknob j- j- jiggle and move, turn Ooh. slowly, right? She wait, assumes... Wait. The doorknob to the bedroom or the door to the house? To the bedroom. So, right? so someone door. is outside in the hall, right. op- like turning it. She says, I won't say the kid's name, but she says her kid's name, right? The boy. It's, Are you trying to come in? No, mom. And it's coming from way down the house. It's not the kid. And it's not her daughter, right? Because the daughter's with her. Right? Mm. And she's like, who's opening that door? Who's opening that door? Rushes, opens it, no one there. Mm. Okay? But also, she said, couldn't sleep a wink that night. And also, the kids were just scared. They were just having sort of like odd night terror kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is fucked up, right? Anyway, she, after the do, I'm not sure if she stayed, I think yeah, she actually that, stayed the second night. Second she night? stayed the second night, right? She, as she leaves the house, they all pack up, they leave, they butt, she turns around one last time before she gets to the car and she said, all I can, I can describe this as is some very, very pertinent, very strong feeling of dread just, just went over her. Okay. And she's like, like this, and she just gets to the car, drives away. For the next four months, weird shit starts happening to her, in particularly her boy. She first of all goes through a, a run of just horrendous luck. Mm. Really bad luck, financial related luck, all kinds of shit. Her usually sweet nine-year-old boy, and, I, and he's a really nice kid, starts acting literally insane by, by just standing on tables and screaming. Wow. Really uncharacteristic behavior. And once he told her that he wanted to know what it would be like to kill her. A nine-year-old said that to his fucking mom. And again, it's not like this kid was fucked up in the first place. Yeah, he was yeah. a lovely kid, right? Oof. All this weird shit started happening. And then other parts of her life started taking shit. It even affected her then boyfriend at the time who said that I just feel really weird. I feel like someone's watching me all the time. And so she was like, oh my God. She then goes, and I said, and this is, she tells me this at dinner. And I'm like... I might not kiss you goodbye. Yeah, I might not like, yeah, I'm just going to back off. Anyway, she said, I said, are you going to call someone? Like, you know, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Exactly, right? God, that's what we should have started with. Oh, shit. We can finish (laughs) with with it. Okay, good. Uh, And she said, yeah. And so she said she actually engaged a priest. The priest comes along. He talks to her and he goes, yeah, look, it's something. So he does some sort of incantation with her. Right. She said it made it worse. Whoa. That's not hap- wor- help. Come on, I priest. No, it's like, hey. Turn your fucking Russell Crowe, bitch. Let's go, right? <laughs> Stop saying Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she says then that like it gets worse. And she said, I don't know what to do. But she said, I am feeling bad all the time. And I'm getting nightmares. The kids are getting nightmares. And just it's not stopping. And she said, something's fucked up. At the same time, she hasn't despaired, right? The next advice, she, went to, she, she goes to this, psychics and stuff. I know. She's I know. a psychologist? Yes. Wow. Yes. She's the most woo-woo psychologist I know. <laughs> How's that? Or shall we say Bitch, woo-woo, woo-woo adherent or, or enthusiastic <gasps> or... I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That is now a recognized <laughs> category of psychological registration well, for opera. as it happens, she has her own shrink. Um, That's fine. You yeah, no, shrink. you're supposed to do that, I think, right? And so, according to the Christopranos. That shrink is also very, like, you know, down with the woo. So, um, anyway, she said that the, this, this person that she went to said, the way you have to handle this, because she said essentially what it is, is you could call it a demon or a spirit if you want, yeah. but it's something that is, like, you know, not good, and it's hung on to you. And what you have to do is make it bored, is what she said. 
you can't actually you've tried to get rid of it it pissed it off more and it's because you're giving it attention you're giving it like you know you're actually mm-hmm. taking action you have to literally ignore the bad shit so that the so just so, so that the demon or whatever it is gets bored and leaves on its own accord wow. and over 4 months she actually did then do that she's now okay but it's wow. fucked up right that's interesting that is so wackadoodle do and so that's uh, yeah that's the I don't know what to call that, but it was fucked up. And the fact that it happened to you know, I know what you said. She's down with the woo, but like <laughs> no, you said it. Well, I did, but like she, but like, but you know, like she said, but she's she's still a health professional. I mean, you know, this is sort of a scientist or sort of a medical professional. Well, the fact that it was continuing, it was it was sustained experiences and and the like. But the fact that you can go to an Airbnb and have something go roll up on your ass like that—that's fucked up, man. What it's, about then, Wayne? Yes, if you go to a camp. Oh, I think I know what you're about to say. <laughs> Go ahead. My number one story features Wayne in a bit yeah. negligible role. Background role. Because he was asleep next to me. Well, I say next to me, like in a bed. Yeah, we weren't fucking spooning. This, not that occasion. This time, exactly. <laughs> there it is. There you go. So we went for the year 12 retreat to 2J. 2J. Now, please. 2J. 2J has a reputation as being a very haunted kind of... I don't understand yeah. why. It's just this is about... How far away from Perth would you say? An hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. Yeah. It's in a place called Avondown. Or there's a place in there called Avondown where they have this like big Avon descent kind of thing. Anyway, a very old, very yeah. old kind of town. We stayed at this place, which I think used to be like a... Uh, a it was place, a monastery. A monastery, as I say, a place where they train monks. Yeah, nuns particularly, but monastery. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Aloysius House. I think it was called. Do you know that? But I don't remember that yeah. at all. Yeah, because it was what? What camp was it? We were in year, year twelve retreat. Year twelve retreat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, the girls stayed in one dorm. The boys stayed in another, and we had had wind that yes. there were. It was haunted, particularly the boys' dorm. But everyone was on edge. Like I, I vividly remember some story about the girls. Most vividly, it makes no sense. But basically, the girls were freaked out and screaming and yelling, and and through the course of the night, any noise was on the other dorm was freaking them out. We had notoriously hard ass Mister Mills <laughs> on our on our retreat, and he was overseeing the boys, and we were staying up on the second level of this whatever it, dormitory dormitory, and there was a small room where you and I, and I think one or two other people were sleeping, and the other guys tend to. T- Ten or so, ten beds or so. Yeah, we're in the bigger dorm, yep. sort of behind us, and Mister Mills was sleeping one, call it area further back by himself there. Yeah, and so Mills, being Mills, was militant about this shit, and he was worried about boys sneaking out and fucking off to fuck the girls. Yes, and so he was patrolling. If only we had that option, Paul. We would patrolling these. Things. Before we even get to that point, I had taken upon myself to ask the owners, or at least the the caretakers yep. of the place. Yep. What the story was while we were cleaning up the dishes because one night was we all rotated through shit. Yeah, yeah, and she said, "Oh, absolutely, that place is haunted where you're sleeping." Fucking hell! Absolutely, unquestionably, people will leave food out; it disappears downstairs in that area. People will the the, the monks, I guess the nuns, would would you know discipline people by smashing them across the knuckles mm-hmm. and their hands with with and would cut their hands. People will walk through there and come out with their hands cut. What? And this kind of shit. And they will see spectres on the top floor where you're sleeping. I'm like, brilliant. This is the best shit ever. I, to be honest, part of me, I'm, it's not like I'm talk, being sarcastic, but I was kind of like into it. Like, yeah. No, yeah. because yeah, you, you were young. I, 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 Stupid. I, I, if you told me that, I fucking blocked it out. I didn't know that. So anyway, we're up there and Mills is patrolling between the two dorms. Yep. And I have to describe the place very quickly. 
straight across from where our dorm was, there was a bathroom. Yep. And he had the light left on that bathroom, mm-hmm. silhouetting anyone who was in the doorway yeah. to this dorm. Yep. And then past the bathroom, there were stairs down. And then I think, I can't remember if the toilet was to the left. Yep. That's what it was. It's, I, I remember it. It was. It was a toilet there, stairs down. It was rickety and old as fuck. Creaky, wooden ass floors, old banister ass stairs, The fact high that you're, there to, 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 you're here to reinforce what I'm about to say, yeah. all the preferences. In my head, it had a green tinge as well in the darkness. So <laughs> I vividly remember, I don't, know, don't ask me why, someone had given me sun, uh, one of the girls had given me sunglasses. I remember this. Sunglasses. You wore them all fucking week. I was wearing them all week and I tried to walk into bed. And Mr. Mills was like, shine a torch in my face, going, why are you wearing those? And I like, help me sleep. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Walk away. And then at one point, you're like, Paul. And I'm like, he goes, shut up, Paul. Ah, I remember that. I remember that. And people were listening to their Walkmans because we had Walkmans back then. And you're trying to silently bang. <laughs> we could hear that shit. It's not like we had like noise cancelling fucking so earphones. No, no, Mills was on the warpath. Anyway, Mills comes in, shines a light in. I see him do that. He walks away to the right. Then he can walk away. Anyway, next thing I know, there he is again. What I think is some... Oh, it's not him because he's not shining a light, but there's a dark figure that looks in, silhouetted by the light to the mm-hmm. bathroom behind, mm-hmm. looks in at us and then goes off to the left towards the stairs and the toilet. That's the only two things. You cannot get down those stairs without making all the noise in the world. Yeah. Like, holy creep, shit, creep, creep. someone snuck out. Yeah. Someone's going for the girls. That's right. I thought it was a guy named Michael Shane. Yeah, he would have tried and also failed. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I honestly thought it was him. So I, I didn't think anything of it. Slow look into the room, goes off and walks off. It doesn't walk would be in my memory. Walk is to glides off. Doesn't like, oh my God, spooky thing. Just mm. oh, silently. Yeah, ninja walk. How the fuck did that? he do that? Disappears. I'm, I am amazed as I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I? <laughs> Next morning, wake up. First thing, go over to Michael. Did you get out? How did you get out? How did you? He goes, what are you talking about? I went to fucking straight to sleep, man. So then I start going, everyone, did you get out? Because I know no one in our dorm got out. Yeah. Did you get out? Did you get out? No one got out. All the girls. What do you mean no boy came over here last night? What the fuck did I see, Wayne? Wow. What the fuck did I see? Black figure, I thought with a hood over its head, turns, looks in, and then glides off to left, makes no noise, and the most... Re- and Mr. Mills came. Five minutes later, maybe not even that, maybe two minutes later, on his patrol, Can no I one have... was hiding there in the corner there, not making a noise. Whatever it was, came and disappeared. Bloody hell. Well, I must have already been asleep by now or already... Like, I, and so let me ask you this. In your estimation from your memory, how long before you fell asleep had you seen this? It's hard to tell. Yeah, hard to tell, right? Hard so, to tell. Like Because obviously this you're saying, like, oh, did you 31 it? years later. Yeah. But in my memory, to according just to my memory... Like, it was a while later because Mills came. I was so like, I want to see what happens now, you know? Yeah, I remember the next day where you're like, hey, what happened here? And I was like, what? I don't know. Because I was definitely asleep or something. Or I didn't notice it for whatever reason, right? Yeah, yeah I do remember you fucking Nancy Drewing that next day and actually asking everyone. And so, look, if you wanted to be, you know, maybe someone did it and didn't tell. But then again, why didn't they get caught? What, what? But why wouldn't they? First of all, how do you get down those steps? You cannot. We did it. We we, we went back there and made a point of it, as you say. Yes, yeah, right. Drew it. Creek, step creek, on this creek. every step. And there was no, no noise way at night. Mills heard it. Yeah. No way. Yeah, and at night there was zero. Well, no you way hear, Mills wouldn't have heard it. Yeah, you could hear a pin drop because it's not yep. like it was the middle of the day and everyone's talking. No. 
That mm, that's fucked up, man. So I think <laughs> I saw my conclusion is I saw something that can't be explained. Nice. And that is, this episode's going super fucking long. Yeah. We thought, we thought really we short. make it make it past sort of forty five minutes, but here we are. So that's our that is our five top five, five spooky, spooky weird now. shit things that I've. What about yours? We wrap up with your feedback on the topic at hand segment that we call the Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Kicking off this week's Pop Ten. Look, there's not quite Pop Ten. I'm gonna be honest this week. There's there's a couple left. That's fine, Paul. This thing's already run. Yeah, like three it has three gone hours. very very long. Let's start off with Joe DiCarlo from the Sir Wizard podcast. He said, "When I was he was ten or 11... I was swimming in our pool in the backyard. I was alone. No one was outside watching me. Suddenly, it was dead quiet. No birds, no cars, nothing. Like zero sound. I was on the pool ladder and I look up and saw it like a happy birthday balloon on its side and spinning appear out of nowhere and descend into the neighbor's yard on angle. It wasn't falling. It was like a controlled descent. It disappeared behind the fence and I don't remember anything else at all but another strange memory i have is from around the same age walking out onto the back deck at night looking up to see a large black triangle fly slowly sorry fly over the house again i remember nothing else f19 stealth bomber at some point i as a kid i became terrified of being abducted by aliens i don't even like seeing gray aliens wow so there you go weird time missing times weird cover memory sudden fear of aliens I just dug into it as deep as i want to at this point so thank you joey for sharing that good sorry about the trauma Timothy Williams said, when I was a teenager, home alone in the noise, I had the TV on one night. The Aussie Open Tennis was playing. I was sitting watching at the computer, so I wasn't really, I was sitting at the computer, so I wasn't really watching. To see the TV, I had to lean back on the computer chair and look to my right. I was at computer and the television turns off. I just thought it might just have been on sleep mode. So I got up, grabbed the remote, turned it back on. As I turned to walk back to the computer, click, it goes off again. Hmm. I stopped, turned around and waited for a few seconds. I turned the TV back on and waited. It stayed on. Then I turned around and click off again being a huge horror fan did the opposite of what they do and left my house went and stayed at the neighbors no shit <laughs> nothing ever happens again plus honestly don't believe in ghosts i just i need to see to believe but power if you do to you if you do i still do enjoy ghost stories well fuck that shit. that's some weird ass shit by the way i had the reason i called my folks today and everything is because i couldn't handle doing this late at night last night okay <laughs> i started and i just fucking stopped <laughs> fair enough I, I have a moment where i was reading one of these and i got a little bit freaked out myself I have to be honest Nick Orton said, when I was young, we used to take shortcuts through graveyards. Because of course you did, Nick. What the hell, Nick? One time there was an open, freshly dug grave. As I looked in, I swear someone or something rested a hand on my shoulder. Oh, for fuck's sake. Believe me, there was a weight to it. I spun around and nothing there. Mates were not close to me. I left very quickly. Yeah, don't hang around at fucking <laughs> graveyard. Another time we decided to look around an abandoned boarded up house. Stuck up on every wall, there were kids' drawings everywhere. It was something like something out of a horror movie. We started upstairs, something didn't feel right. We just got the fuck out of there like in all yeah, horror yeah. films. Well yeah. done. Well done to those of us who are smart enough not to play that out. <laughs> John Amenta, the aforementioned from the Pint podcast, said, bought his house in 2009. About a year later, I was digging up the stump of a bush in my front yard with friends. We get down maybe a bit over a foot and I find a little girl's or doll's shoe. Okay. We laughed it off, kid burying stuff, etc. Almost done cutting the roots out, dig a bit further and found a tiny pair of eyeglasses framed. Said, fuck this, cleaned up and filled the hole. What? <laughs> that's some prisoner's shit. Okay, that's what's going on. Oh, damn. Can I chime in with Brianna Petty, who it, told it. me this one here? 
She went to this old cabin for a weekend away in Pennsylvania. She took a video of the house as a little virtual tour. When she got back and replayed the video on her PC, she, f she felt she thought she could hear the faintest voice. So she sets up huge speakers and turns the volume all the way up. And clear as day, she heard this drawn out voice say, I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, damn. And then she was shook. She said she just kept letting it replay until she got too freaked out. And then that's what happened. So, but again, she was alone when she shot the video. So, who the fuck was that? Ooh, nice one. Nice one yep, there, Brianna. Yep, 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 yep. Christiany, high little patron on the show, said a random ass weird floating orb of light that disappeared when I went to show my folks when I was a kid. But the craziest thing has to be one time in college I used to pre-workout. It's called Redline as a mixer. And probably had four times the recommended amount plus alcohol. There's a lot of caffeine in those things. I went to sleep and it felt like I woke up a minute later. But literally, I was seeing demons and a hellscape all around. It was kind of like in Constantine where only he can see everything. Next day, I googled some of the names I heard and they were all legit Latin demon names. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that could have been your head. Oh, it could have been, been your head. Right. But still. But it's not, not fun. Freaky. No fun. Catherine Guard said, I was having dinner at an old country pub with my ex and young daughters. Miss 12 was getting restless, so the ex took her outside for a bit of a wander. They came back in, he had a really guilty, I'm not telling you something. Look, I asked Miss 12 what they'd done, and she told me they'd gone on the stage area in the dark and watched girls in 90s brush their really long hair. I asked my ex about it when our children were back at, went back outside. He couldn't see any girls, and to him the room was dark. It turns out the pub used to be a brothel. When I asked my daughter for more details about what she'd seen, she described exactly what you'd expect from the 19th century. Definitely not what you'd expect in the 20th century. We only told her a few years ago no one was there. She still says she saw them. What the fuck? And she had no frame of reference to know what uh -huh. a hoe in the fucking 1900s would look like. That's fucked up, son. That is That's fucked up. That's a good one. That might be the best of them except for this one. Go on. Chef Ben Randall from the In The Weeds podcast. Go, Chef. He's written it here, so I assume it's okay. He said, okay, it's a tough one to describe. So I'm standing in a bar area of a famously haunted restaurant mm. where I worked up in northern Michigan, waiting for one of the servers to finish up in the back because she was my ride out to the party that night. Restaurant people party a lot. Right. The bar was one of those where the whole wall behind the bar was a mirror with the liquor bottles in front of it. If you're looking to the left, the mirror goes all the way to the wall where the bar ends, but to the right is a door into the back bar slash kitchen area which interrupts the mirror. I'm standing there and I see a woman walking behind me in the mirror from my left. I turn to look at the darkened bar sitting area behind me. Nobody. I look back into the mirror. She's still there what? walking behind me left to right. She gets all the way to where that door into the back bar kitchen is and steps out of the mirror. What? She turns, walks into the back bar kitchen and I piece the fuck out. I do not wait for my ride. I do not go to the party. I hail a cab and go the fuck home. Should have gone to a church. She steps out of the mirror. Out of the mirror. That's some Candyman shit, son. Oh, holy shit. Holy shit. That might be the best story of them all. That's why I saved it for last. Well Fair done, enough. Chef Ben. Well done. Thank you to everyone. We weren't sure we get any feedback for this kind of topic. But thank you to everyone who was willing to put their name and their story out there. Because in this world of science is above all else, including what we've had to tell you. Spooky shit does happen, and I'm glad that people could share it with us. There you go. That's quite a show, everyone. <laughs> All right, Wayne, how did the good folk get in touch with us? Uh, well, I wouldn't if I were you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, check out our, our website, The Countdown Podcast. 
dot com or search for our name and find our socials or send us an email at the countdown podcast at gmail.com or on twitter at the countdown pc you can like and follow the show through Podbean where we host check out the facebook listening community which is where you can leave your feedback on these kind of topics and indeed vote for who had the superior list when we do that some weeks wayne we haven't decided on next week's show no, we'll yet. No, we'll get to so you. We'll get to we you. will come back to you on that. And this one's already run way too long. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today for this special edition of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. What? No. Nothing more to say than that. We'll catch you next time. See you, kids. There's something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. There's something weird.